afternoon, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tam Tam. How are you doing? You're looking so nice today. I um, I was fine except ten minutes ago. Do you rem- do you know those um microdermabrasion brushes that you use on your skin? Um, to like when you've done your cleanser and you use that kind of microderm brush that kind of really, it's, it's like a device that you put on your face that washes your skin in a way. It's so, like an exfoliator. Yes. Right? It's an exfoliator. Yeah. Okay. So there's a reason I'm telling you about this. So the exfoliating brush was actually off the device and it was sitting outside in my living room mm-hmm. and the device, when it doesn't have the exfoliating brush has a little gadget in the middle that just twirls by itself. Mm-hmm. So my seven-year-old was playing with the gadget outside and then my two-year-old took the gadget and put it near her hair and her entire hair up to her scalp got caught in the device. So I had to cut. I mean, this was about, this took about 35 to 40 minutes to try to do this because it was so, there was so much hair that was lodged in this device that now Lennon has a bald side of her head. No. Oh my God. So poor, yep. poor little thing has like a little bald patch. Like- he definitely has a bald patch. And she was hysterical the whole time. And I thought to myself, yeah. these freak accidents that have with kids can happen so quickly. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you can, you can see why it's so dangerous to have the cords where the, um, where the windows are, you know what I mean? Yeah. That take out with it, take up and down the blinds and how kids can get caught in that. And it can be it can be deadly. Yes. It's like a split second. Like you turn for literally a split second. You hear these stories all the time. It's like, you know, the mom, like, or the dad turned away and like all of a sudden, like a kid's in the pool or like, even if it's something like with the hair, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that is so crazy. So how long do you think it's going to take to grow out now? let's put it this way. Lennon has such curly hair that I think she's always going to have short hair. (laughs) She's going to have short little ringlets forever. Um, But yeah, I mean, she's obsessed with knives and putting her finger in electricity. And it's like, you know, how do you, it's like, you're constantly trying to not let them kill themselves, Uh but you can't be there. Like you have to go pee at some point. You know what I mean? Like at some point they're going to do something. So it's just kind of, it's just scary. That is so scary. So scary. Well, I have something for you too. That is not as scary, but I think you'll What'd appreciate you it because you think it's, you think I'm crazy when I do. Uh, yeah. I remember when we went to get our vampire facials. Do you remember that? Did you get another one? No, but okay. remember when I had to get my blood drawn? What happened? Oh, you almost passed out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like gripping onto your hand and like sweating. I was like, this girl is so <laughs> no, strong no. and like, so like tells it like it is. And then she's like, mama, <laughs> mama, hold my hand, mama. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not so- your mother. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So I had to go in for my like yearly physical, which I've been putting <laughs> That's off. That's why you're years. so sweaty and late. <laughs> yes, yes. So sweaty and late. So I went, okay. So I went, I finally psyched myself up. I went, I had to get my blood drawn. Like they took like five or six vials. It was awful, right? Like <laughs> nightmare. So then I was like wondering, I'm like, I haven't gotten my test results back yet. Like what's going on? So the doctor's office calls me on Monday and they say, I lost and has, we've lost your whole blood. We can't find yeah. it anywhere. I'm like, what? And they're like, you're going to need to come back down and get <gasps> everything redrawn. And so that's why I was a little bit late right now because I had to go down there and get my whole blood redrawn. And they took like six vials and it was awful. And I wanted to call you, but my phone you was like over there. Me. I would have been I like, I call me mama. I'm here. <laughs> You know, they did that with Lennon's test results to see if she had any, uh, when I was pregnant, to see right. if we had any uh, birth defects. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and they, they lost, lost they lost the results and we were going to Hawaii and it was like, they're inconclusive. So I was like, I already had such a hard time getting pregnant and I was bleeding through my pregnancy. So I was yeah. like inconclusive. I'm like, does it mean that I'm going to lose this baby? Does it mean something's wrong with her? So we went to this trip on Hawaii in Hawaii thinking like, I don't know what's if something could have been wrong. <gasps> How do you lose? I mean, come yeah. on. How do you like, lose? How do you lose samples like that? Like that seems like a very difficult. Or like you, or like you switch it with someone else's. You're like, yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, I don't have these issues. I know. I'm like, uh, what kind of clinic are you? Testosterone. What? (laughs) Totally. Uh, Oh my god, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, talking not about anything health related. This podcast. <laughs> I said to you the other day, I was like, I want to talk about design, you know, because I feel like since I've become a mom, I've really lost a little bit oh, of yes. a sense of like, even the, what I wear, my fashion, even my house, like before I had kids, like I had like, everything was Jonathan Adler. Everything was um, all these different amazing designers. Um, uh, Ke- Kelly Weisler. I just mm-hmm. love design and it's not like I don't love design now it's just I'm so exhausted to like even think about like making my space nice but I I do know that when your space is beautiful when it feels good when it resonates with you you're able to work better you're able to be happier you know it's like your space is super important so we're going to talk to Kaylee Foy who's an interior designer um, who has done everything from the Marriott Hilton, Hyatt, Intercontinental, Starbucks, um, <laughs> creates beautiful spaces for every client. Um, she designed where we're standing right, saying right now is called The Landing. She designed these amazing apartments that we're in right now. So we're going to introduce her and talk about everything design. I love it. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, thank you for Yay. having me. <laughs> so fun. Okay, Kaylee. So how did you get into all of this? Like, amazing world of design like was it something you always wanted to do or was it something like you showed signs of like when you were young like how did this whole thing come about yeah so I honestly you know as as a kid growing up I was like always interested in like the normal kid stuff right like I always like thought it was gonna be like with pets or like something that was more active like Mm -hmm. I, I danced a lot as a kid but um when I was looking back on it, kind of reflecting is how did I get to this moment in my life? Mm -hmm. Uh, There were instances when I was growing up where I had like one of those like Fisher Price uh, plastic doll houses, right? I think like everyone in like the nineties that grew up, like had one of these things. (laughs) It was like pink roof and blue and it was like pastels or whatever. And I, I would always like place the furniture into the home and I'd be like done playing. Like I did not play like the whole like Mm -hmm. family life. I was like, I'm just like designing this out and then like that was like my 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 playtime and so I really think that that really sparked my 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 interest in like the design Mm -hmm. world was like I just have always fell in love with the fact of like how can I make a space better how can because there's so many different ways you can you know design spaces uh based off like space planning and overall look and um yeah I really just kind of started from like a childhood you know Mm -hmm. toy that I had growing up pretty much Design is so personal and there are a lot of people like me included many years ago before I fell in love with interior design that had no idea where to even start. So for people who have no idea where to start with interior design, but they know that they want their, their space to feel more personal, um, 
beautiful, connected in all the different colors and tones and texture, textures, what is the easiest tip you could give to someone who is trying to design a better space? Yeah, I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed when it comes mm -hmm. to like your overall home or even like a space in general, they don't really know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would always say that it's like a layered effect, like you have to find like that staple piece, whether it's like your sofa or your bed, you know, like the piece that you're going to spend the most amount of time on, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then once you find that piece and like go to the next one, like, okay, if I decide I want to do a sectional sofa, or if I do a straight sofa, it really depends on like the coffee table you might select. So like, don't really get overwhelmed with the overall of like, oh, everything has to be done. and Everything needs to be absolutely perfect. Really take your time and go step by step with it. Because as you're building out what you truly might need for like the certain space or your overall home, it's going to end up changing over time because like your life changes, like what you were just saying, mm -hmm. like where you have kids now, so, like what you were, you know, you know, what your interests or how your space plan actually looks, you know maybe like five, six, seven, eight years ago is really mm -hmm. different to how it is now when, when you have kids. So I think people can get really overwhelmed, but just take it step by step. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, really were at home a lot, right? right. So they mm -hmm. were really, um, you know, really wanting to focus in on their space. And a lot of people are working from home now. So like, what are some like easy and affordable ways that people can kind of update maybe what they already have at home since they're spending more time at home? Yeah. So something that's like really inexpensive and I've actually personally been doing this because since I'm like everyone else spending a lot more time at home and working from home is like, you're really noticing like, oh, like I might not like this pillow or like this certain light fixture or something like that. It's not working for me. Like in my condo here in San Francisco, we had to put in two desks in our condo because both me and my partner work from home. And so making sure that he has enough lighting to work and things like that. So I would say start with like the smaller pieces. It's really inexpensive, like lighting and pillows and throws. It really spruce, like, you know, spruce up the, the, the space itself. And, you know, it's, it's an easy way to go from like spring to fall or, you know, however things uh, end up trending. Yeah. I always feel like colors to me throw me off, you know, like I, I try to do basic colors like grays, blacks, whites, and then put in pops of color. Mm. But then I see some spaces like just, let's just say the Soho house. And it just, even the landing downstairs just works perfectly. How do you know what colors work with each other and what colors don't? And if, is there like a dummy's guide? You know, those books like dummy's guide to interior design <laughs> that show like, oh, these primary colors go with these other colors. Like, how do you know your color palette? And like, because sometimes I'll, I'll look at my space and be like, something's off, but I don't know if it's like red and pink, which sometimes does go together or if they're mm -hmm. clashing. So like, how do you know how to make your color palette work for you? Yeah. So honestly, there's, I think that there's more so of like the, the tone that you're going with. So if there's like cool tones, which is more grays and blues mm -hmm. and like, you know, like where it seems like a colder space versus like warmer tones, which is where we're kind of seeing trends go now, which mm -hmm. would work more with like browns and taupes and have like that orange and yellow type of feel. So I think it's where a lot of people get kind of confused. It's like they try to match cool tones and warm tones. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to be able to to, you know, notice, do you want to go more gray? Or do you want to go more brown? Honestly, I think that that's like, because like, you can kind of mix the colors, like when it comes to like, you can still pick like a yellow, or a blue that is more warm, or a yellow or blue that's more cold. It just depends on like, what it, 
what is like your overall like wall color or your sofa color um, and then kind of go from there to like what what is your your tone that you're kind of going with you know it's funny um over the last like you know as you were saying earlier like seven to eight years our lives have changed you know like Kim and I both have kids we've got dogs I have three dogs I have a gigantic puppy who's like 90 pound German shepherd running all <laughs> over the place <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a zoo over here so between the kid and like the dogs. So my question is, is like, we, of course, we want a very stylized, you know, like personal, gorgeous, you know, interior design in our home, but we also have to make it dog friendly, mm -hmm. you know? So what are some good tips to keep your house, like to have like that sort of very stylized look, but still make it, you know, durable and you know, for all the conditions of your family, you know, with like all these animals and kids. Yeah. So I would say like, uh, the market's been really, really great where you can find like washable, like almost anything. Like I actually have like washable rugs here in my condo in San Francisco where like in the kitchen, I'm going to spill a lot and I can just take it off the floor, put it into the washing machine. So I would just say like, uh, there's a bunch of different uh, textiles that you can work with that are easy to 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 clean or there's actually like adhesive sprays that you can actually easily put on furniture so when I have people over you know before COVID happened I would actually spray my sofa <laughs> with like a a like spray so like if anyone was to spill wine or something like that on there it would kind of beat up versus it actually like soaking up within the item itself so there's definitely tips and tricks that you can do where you can still have like a beautiful home and actually buy furniture from like your normal name brand retail mm -hmm. uh, it's just like having these additional items to just kind of maintain the, the piece as your lifestyle changes yeah do you believe in the flow of a place oh my god where... yeah okay so what what is what what is a bad example of a flow of a house. Yeah. So one of the things that I see a lot of like specifically when it comes to just like furniture pieces, and I do see it with like construction as well, because I do have a background with like architecture and things like that. But people typically like it's kind of like eating food, like your your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Like people tend to put much larger, bulkier furniture into their homes because they're like, oh, like I want to have this huge sofa because it's super comfortable and whatever mm -hmm. else, but the space that you actually have might not actually fit it really nicely. So you yeah. might say, Hey, instead of doing this massive sofa, let's do a smaller sofa or a medium sized sofa and put a couple of chairs around, you know, it also breaks up the seating area as, as well. But um, I think a lot of people try to cram a bunch of stuff into the space. And mm -hmm. I'm definitely more of like a functionality designer before it comes to like actually looking good, because it doesn't function properly, you're going to mm -hmm. hate it, even if it mm -hmm. looks great or not, you know, but um, making sure that like your what what you're actually putting in, into your home makes sense versus just mm -hmm. being like, I'm just gonna go with this big sofa, this big bed, because that's what I what I need when I, it all has to work together. Right. So are there any, oh, by the way, I do love a good comfy sofa. That just sounds so perfect. <laughs> right where now. can we fall asleep on the sofa? <laughs> oh, that's like a dream. Um, but what Landing are, sofas are nappable sofas. They're the perfect. That's where my husband sleeps right <laughs> now. I mean, like he starts in the bed with me and then he always goes to the sofa because he makes so much noise. He like yeah. so loud. So he goes and sleeps on that sofa. Oh my Yeah, gosh. honestly. Honestly, when we had our landing sofa, when we got the sample in of our very, very, very first sofa that we created, we got in our office, I made my boyfriend sit on one side of the sofa and I like put my feet up or like, I was like, 
rub my feet because I want to get the whole <laughs> feel of like, you know, if I put this into a home, what is it going to look like? How's it going to feel? You know, so uh, yeah, nappable sofas landing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Well, what are some, I mean, we were talking about furniture pieces that we actually love, but what about furniture pieces that um, you do not love? Like what are some no-nos to you for furniture? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I can't really, honestly, I can't really think of anything like off the top of my head, but. Like, do you hate futons, for example? <sighs> honestly, Silence. it really depends on the space, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it really depends, like the functionality of like the futon, like, Personally, I don't see a need for a, a, a futon, but I just mm. don't want people staying in my home. Like I'd be like, go get a hotel or go get Airbnb or go get <laughs> yeah, a landing yeah. or whatever. But at the same, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, uh, if it works for you, it works for you. I don't think that there is a furniture piece that I can necessarily say is like not a good piece. But again, like if you don't need a futon and you prefer a sofa, get a sofa. Like don't get a futon because like, you know, it, it really needs to fit what the actual need is. Again, yeah. I'm more functionality than what it is of like, is it pretty or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So you've done the interior designs for so many massive hotels like Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, like I ex- explained before, Intercontinental, mm-hmm. which I love, Starbucks. Can you give us like an insider story? Um, you know, I used to love those books, uh, Hotel Babylon. I don't know if you've heard of it or um, flight Babylon, where they tell like the behind the scenes stories of someone who's working with like a hotel or an airline. Is there any interesting stories you can tell us? You're like, uh, maybe you don't, you don't have to tell the hotel in case like you get in trouble, but tell us like some, tell us some rich, dirty, good stuff <laughs> that happens behind the scenes. Cause I bet there's so, so many things there must be, right. It must be an interesting job. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So when when I did Marriott Hilton Hotel, I did a lot of the mainstream hotels. It was the um, like Spring Hill Suites, Fairfield and Town Place Suites. It was kind of like, it's called limited service is like their actual line. Um, And so we would see a ton of people across the US. We'd have a ton of clientele. It wasn't like, you know, uh, it's again, it's, it's kind of like everybody in America can stay in these places. And um, I, I don't think I have like a, a phenomenal story to be completely honest, but there was one time when I had to go to a, a install in Louisiana and it was for an extended stay place. And um, there was uh, a resident there that was living there full, full time. And we were trying to, you know, upgrade everything that she wanted or whatever. And she like, we just would not let us into her, 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 uh, hotel room or anything like that. She oh, like went into the door. And so um, it was kind of like this big ordeal where we were kind of like, well, like we'll, we'll move you down the hall and all that other <laughs> stuff. Um, but she was just like not willing to give up her little, you know, uh, home that she had. And so um, I always thought that was really interesting. Uh, the, the other thing that I always saw too is like, mm-hmm. obviously with hotels, um, you might not get like the best of the best of like things that are happening. So Sometimes I would get phone calls from our developers saying like, hey, so um, we had a flood in this room and we need like all of this stuff replaced. And it's kind of like, what happened, you know? And like, there's certain things you can probably think about that goes on in hotel rooms, like why it could potentially flood. I never really wanted to ask like the nitty gritty details, but um, yeah, I mean, it it happens. Is furniture really expensive or are, are the pieces in hotels 
expensive or not? Like, do you get like a big bulk discount? Yeah. So specifically when it comes with hotels and very similar to how we're running it with landing as well Mm -hmm. is they actually have like contracts with manufacturers. So it's like an annual contract, whether it's one year or two years or three years. And they basically have a um, design that they have for like a certain hotel brand, for Mm -hmm. instance. And they, and they, and they run that for two or three years so that they can get a really, really good discounted rate saying, Hey, we're going to have suppliers that are going to buy X number of volume from you. So the pricing per item is less because you're committing to a huge volume, even though you're not buying it right off the bat, but Mm -hmm. you're verbally and financially like, you know, on paper committing to um, a much larger bulk item over a period of time. Um, I would say like when I, cause I did purchase for some Marion Hilton hotels or actually that was part of everything that I did, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I think like our, our sofas, this was of course back in like 2016 and, mm-hmm. and, uh, after that or before that, um, I believe like our sofas were like $350, um, for like a town place suite sofa. So, uh, not to say like, it's like the best quality, obviously, mm-hmm. like, to have like a residential feel, which is definitely what landing's going for. Um, but you know, you have to think about the furniture has to hold up to so many different, um, mm-hmm. you know, people staying in like, in, in, in a lifespan of it. So it might not feel super comfortable, but um, it does function for a hotel mm-hmm. space. So how would you describe like your design aesthetic? Like, are you modern? Are you, you know, <laughs> shabby chic? Are you like, how, what is your style? And also like, what yeah. inspires you? Like, where do you sort of get your like design ideas from? Yeah. So honestly, I think my design style changes all the time. <laughs> they just, because like, I see a lot of it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I really like that. Yes. And I really mm-hmm. love that. So I, I would say like, you know, I had a phase where I was like mid-century modern. I loved mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff from West Elm. And then I went through like a more like minimalistic, maybe just because I had a lot going on in my life at the time. And I was like, maybe I just want my home to be super clean and sleek. Mm-hmm. And now I would say like, I'm kind of going towards like a Parisian style, which is more mm-hmm. of like eclectic, like there's a, you have a bunch of different textures and patterns and things like that. Um, so I would say it's ever evolving, obviously with like the trends that we're seeing and, and everything else. Um, I would say one of the things that inspires me the most is kind of keeping up with like the lifestyle of, of people. Like I would say that again, being more of like a function designer versus like the overall look, because you can make something look pretty, but again, if it doesn't function properly, what's the point of even doing it? But, um, you know, like making sure that you have a great workspace from home as we're evolving into working from home more and more, you know, and like, what does that look like? Because your workspace from home you know, mm-hmm. pre-COVID is going to look very different from your workspace now. And just making that every type of, of, of people is constantly updating. That's what inspires me the most, honestly. Do you think that there is more of a trend for af- affordable furniture, like gone of the days, you know, like 10 years ago, it would be like, oh, you have to save up for this couch and you have to save up for this, uh, you know, dining room table. Now it's like we want to have affordable furniture and swap it out a lot more. Um, places like, you know, like you said, West Elm, um, where's the other one? CB2. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have that. That's in California. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many great companies now that are selling, you know, sofas and amazing dining room tables for 
under a thousand dollars, like three hundred, four hundred dollars. So it means people can keep changing up their space consistently and constantly because they are financially able to. No, yeah, definitely. I and from like a manufacturing standpoint too, that's what retailers want, right? Like they want you to have to like buy something every two years or every year, or every six months, right? I mean, that's how they stay in business. So not to undermine that, like they might not have a great quality because it's not contract grade, which is what landing provides, but they, they, they want you to continue to go into their retail store and refresh your, your home and, and give you new ideas and things like that. And with that being said, it has to be affordable because like, if you go buy a $7,000 sofa, you're going to, you're like committing, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like, I'm not going to buy any sofa for a really, really, really long time. But you, but it's more reasonable if you're like, hey, I'm going to go spend twelve hundred bucks on this sofa. I can change it out every three years, which is what mm-hmm. the retailers want you to do. Yeah. So you know, since people are working from home a lot more now, what are some like easy ways that people can update their home office mm-hmm. or their home workspace? Like, what are some things that people can do, you know, short term to kind of like bring it up to speed for their needs now? Yeah. So I would say like one of the requests that I hear a lot from people that, you know, sit at a desk all day specifically one at home is they want a really good chair. Like they need something that they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm sitting here for like eight hours. Like you've got a really good chair at, at, at your office more than likely, you know, because they're providing you with great furniture. But when it comes to your home, you know, you, you want to have a great ergonomic chair that works for you. And from like a design standpoint, I personally don't like the big bulky black executive <laughs> looking chairs, you know, like they function for, for some people, but finding a great chair that also looks good because like I'm sitting in like my living room and kitchen at the same time at my desk right now, if I had one of those like big ergonomic rolly cash chairs, it wouldn't look so good. So I have like this cute little like blue chair that I'm sitting in that's super comfortable that I can sit in for hours at a time and not, you know, feel like, uh, you know, I'm hurting my back or my ass hurts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think upgrading like your, your, your chair and then also your lighting as well. I the lighting mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people don't necessarily mm-hmm. think of a lot of the time. It can really like, it sets the mood for different things. Like mm-hmm. your senses are, are, like very they're they're triggered by 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 so many things like noise um mm-hmm. uh sense lighting and it can really set the mood of like how you feel in that overall space mm-hmm. yeah do you think design these days is much more gender fluid and gone are the days where this was very masculine this was very feminine you know for guys it was all about the wooden table and the black sofa that was leather Cause like, I know now for me, like, I love the idea of like a dark brown sofa, like in my office, you know, with a bit of a pop of red or pink or whatever it is. Um, so do you think that the trends are definitely changing and everything's much more fluid? Yeah, I definitely think the trends are, are, are changing to where they they have to be gender neutral just because Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of like people that maybe aren't getting married as often or they're living in apartments and, they are, you know, they're, they're kind of trying to find those good pieces that can like last them like a really long time. But I also think just like people in general are, are, are definitely changing. You know, I don't think guys are like, oh, pink is a very feminine color. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it could work if the whole space works too. So I, even though like, uh, I think it's kind of both where it's like the trends are changing to be more gender neutral, but also people are just being more open-minded about saying, oh, that's not a girl color. It's not a boy color. It's not mm-hmm. a a masculine or feminine it's just you know design 
I mean, women wear blue all the time. Don't you wear blue all the time, Roxy? I do. We actually have a lot of blue. And it actually sort of like ties into my next question, which is um, for for couples. Because I know when my husband and I got together, you know, we sort of had to marry our two um, our two uh, styles. You know, we were like, we had to take pieces from him and then pieces mm-hmm. that I wanted. And to kind of, so how do you kind of meld those two things, you know, without wanting to divorce each other, you know, within the first month. <laughs> and that's a bad marriage, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's come down to or the maybe, Or maybe it's a shock. You're like, what do you mean I have to share everything with you? <laughs> yeah. And like, honestly, I actually get that from my relationship as well, even though like, I'm like, dude, like I do this for a living. I know what, what, what you're going to like, but I do have to like, listen, obviously like what his, his wants are and kind of give and take with it. But um, definitely with like our, our, our sofa, I would think was like a, a big kind of thing in our relationship as we were trying to figure out which one that we actually wanted to buy. And honestly, our like number one thing was, can we both lay on it and like not touch each other? You know, it was like, <laughs> you have, you have your space and I have my space. And like, same with like our bed, like having a king size bed, maybe not like a necessity in our household, but it's just kind of nice as to like, okay, I don't have to touch you. You don't have to touch me, you know? And <laughs> So being able to compromise or like, even like in our home now that we have, like, um, my, my boyfriend, um, is, uh, has like a lot of like sensory overload type of ordeals, which is why I'm like very aware of it, but he likes to have a chair that he can kind of move in a little bit sometimes. So I was like, okay, listen, I'm going to find a great chair that you can like swivel in and rock and everything else, but I'm going to find like the one that I like, you know, but I'll compromise the fact that Mm -hmm. you want something that you can kind of like adjust yourself in. So. Yeah, just like honestly, and having that that type of communication too, like with your significant other, of like what do you really want, and then compromising on again the the, the design is like you know it doesn't have to be masculine or feminine. Like you can bring in like things that 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 you both like, but again, mm-hmm. it doesn't function properly. You both are gonna hate it, you know. Mm-hmm. So my favorite designers, uh, American designers, are like Jonathan Adler, Kelly Weisler. Uh-huh. Who are your favorite American designers? If you could have your your top pick. <laughs> yeah. So I love that uh, you even said Kelly Wurzler as well, because I Ugh, love, love her. Instagram. Yes. Like I find so, so much inspiration from her. I love that she is very bold and mm-hmm. doesn't mind taking risks with things. Like she can literally pull like the most random pieces and mm-hmm. put it into a space and it looks phenomenal. And I really appreciate that about her is like, she's not scared and it's almost like she doesn't even care she's Mm -hmm. like I know what I'm doing I'm super confident in it and either you hate it or you don't you know Mm -hmm. um but again I I I love that she's definitely more of like an artist when it comes to like interior design like she looks for really cool creative pieces Mm -hmm. um which I would say is like one of the things that uh is really hard to do when it comes to being a a designer is like really putting all the artistic pieces together and actually making it work Yeah, you know, it's funny on the sort of more minimalist side, you know, because that can also be done really well, like, kind of just Mm -hmm. very, but still like make an impact (laughs) and make a statement. Are there what do you like? Are there any designers on like the minimalist side Mm -hmm. that you sort of enjoy? Um, Honestly, like, I can't really necessarily think of like a more minimalistic designer that I follow because I 
I feel like I, I love looking at textures and patterns mm. and colors and like the boldness, um, even though I really am intrigued by Kim Kardashian's house because mm-hmm. she is very, yeah. very I love, them. Like, I love that minimalist animal. style for yeah. sure. It feels yeah. like a hotel I, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like, it's super minimal. So it's almost like I wonder how they function in that home to be completely honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more in like, cause I guess like my, my trends have changed to be more like the Parisian style of like having interesting pieces and things like that. I'm definitely more into designers that are super creative when it comes to putting pieces together. Yeah. When you walk into someone's house, what do you think design tells you about a person? Like, can you automatically, like if someone invites you over, you're just, that's the scenario is your new friend <laughs> walk in. Are you like, Oh, I can tell this about a person's space. Cause you've been in this field for so long now and you've worked with so many yeah. different places and on different projects. Like, can you tell a lot about a person when you go, when you're there? Yeah. So I definitely think I can kind of feel for like their maybe like their their mental health i would say <laughs> like if it's kind of like oh it's kind of messy behind me but i'm happy is that okay <laughs> yeah because i definitely feel like home is like a safe space right so it's kind of like you make it yours and so if like you're kind of chaotic in your mind like that's how it's going to be in your home you know or if you're more like straight laced and organized you know it's like who you are. So I would say, you know, when you walk into a person's home, it's just like the, the, the tidiness, I would say, like, you can kind of tell, like, you know, if something's going on in a person's life, or is it like, how, how is like your artwork place? Like, are you showing your family photos or, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how is your living room place? And honestly, a lot of people might not understand that changing up a, a, your home or changing up your space can actually improve your mental health. Because if it's working properly for you, you don't have to mm-hmm. think about it. And it just works. and It's super easy. And it's such a life changing improvement. Mm-hmm. So where like, when you come home, you're in your sanctuary, and it's not like this total chaotic space of like, you're like, Oh, I have so much I have to get done and super overwhelming, you can just kind of focus on the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the idea of sort of bringing in um, things from outside, like inside as a design mm-hmm. element, for example, like yeah. the plant behind you and like, you know, flowers <laughs> and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your tips on like bringing in like sort of the outside inside? And then um, are you a fan at all of like fake plants? Oh, this is fake behind me. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually totally I'm totally down for fake plants because Mm -hmm. I'm someone who just I don't have the time to maintain a plant. But um, I do know it's a huge trend like people love to like, like, have a ton of plants everywhere. And honestly, I I, again, it's one of those those things about like your mental health of like bringing that the outside and considering like for the longest time, we were all spending so much time inside, like having things like that to just remind you that there's a whole world out there Mm -hmm. is really nice to have. I would think one of the most uh, impactful things that a lot of people don't think, because a lot of people are like, okay, how can I bring an element inside my home Mm -hmm. that reminds me of outside? But the biggest change you can make is just open your windows, you know, don't have like huge Mm -hmm. drapery on them or anything like that. Like let the natural light come in because then you can like really feel like that whole like inside outside type of feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, like when you do that, you can bring like real plants and if you want to, but no way can I maintain. I know my noise Every, everything, <laughs> everything that I have is fake. And we actually we, we put faux plans into our landings as well. Because again, we, we heard from our members that they just want that extra layer of like accessories. 
So in every home, we, we do put like a faux plant uh, in, in into every single home, again, to kind of have that natural feel and, and organic feel into every home. Mm. Yeah. So plants are one thing that are kind of everyone's into these days, yeah. um, including me. Maybe it's just because I'm over 30 now. Um, but <laughs> what are some other things that are like the new hot items to have when it comes to like, you know, sprucing up your space? Oh, I think like kitchenware. People are obsessed with their Mm -hmm. kitchenware. Yeah, I think it's like, like probably like the, besides like people buying televisions, like they're going out of style right now because I guess Mm -hmm. they're at home all the time. I would say like kitchen appliances and updating like your your kitchen utensils and plates and things like that are always like a hot commodity. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are cooking from home more. So I guess like that, you know, is a reflection of like where we are in our lives that Mm -hmm. you want to have like that cool mixer on your countertop or like those really pretty plates you can finally get, you know, because you're using it more. Mm -hmm. Oh, if I don't have to cook another dinner, I... (laughs) I've gotten to the point, Roxy, where I'm just like, I said to Sean, I'm like, she's eating pizza three nights in a row. And I've like, I don't even care anymore. Like I used to be so crazy about, and I still am about her nutrition, but I just, I can't cook another meal. Like I'm done. Done, done. It's like, and takeout gets old after a while too. I'm so over takeout. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it tastes the same. It's just like, there's nothing that's like fresh anymore. I know. You Do you know? get sick <laughs> of like choosing what to eat too? Yes. I'm just like, because everyone has an opinion. You know, it's like right. David's like, no, or Bray's like, no. And I'm like, yes. And it's just like, we're all <laughs> back and forth. And it's just such a pain. But I'm so overcooking right now. So that's over it. it. So over it. Um, but I wanted to ask too, because, you know, sustainability <laughs> and like being green is obviously like, they're two really hot issues right now. Um, so how do we design our indoor spaces while keeping that in mind as like being sustainable and being green and even organic? Like, what are some of your mm-hmm. tips on that? Yeah, so I, I definitely think it's there's like different variables to it, right? Like one of the things that we were talking about, like having like washable fabrics or washable rugs means you don't have to like throw it out ever so often because you mm-hmm. keep selling wine on there or something like that. So just being smart with like your your overall purchases and making sure mm-hmm. that, you know, it is easy to clean. It is something that's going to uh, have a long lifespan on, on it. So you're not having to buy mm-hmm. it over and over and over again. And then I would say from like a actual like product standpoint as well is like really understanding like the, the like where it comes from. Like I know some, of uh, some manufacturers like have this whole realm of like, they support women in 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 Africa, they're making like these beautiful mm-hmm. tapestries. Just being more aware of what you're buying, you know. Um, definitely something that uh, I, I I hope that a lot of people are understanding is that like you're you should really understand kind of like what goes into your body because we have like all these like nutritional facts about like what you're eating and everything. And I honestly wish there was more information about that about what goes into your home as well. Mm-hmm. But just like really understanding like where like even though you're buying from like this retailer here in in the US, where are they buying from? And like, mm-hmm. what are like, you know, who's making this for you? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it, it, it doesn't just start with like, oh, when it gets into your home, then like, okay, how do I maintain like an a, uh, a eco friendly type of lifestyle, it really starts from like when it was manufactured and who actually sourced the products to make the item and then also who made the item as well. Mm. Is that like, you know, for someone who doesn't know a lot about the subjects we're talking, what is the, what is the easy, so that if they can't do the research, mm-hmm. what is a good sort of um, go-to when buying products mm-hmm. that, you know, 
are, are better for people and the environment. Yeah. I mean, I would say like we're a, a worldwide culture as much as like we want to say, oh, like we are like U.S. Americans, like we really need to do our job and like help out other countries. And, you know, like we, we should be doing that. So I definitely wouldn't say like everything needs to be American made. Like it, you really need to like kind of have like a good realm mm-hmm. of, of where you're buying your 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 items from. Mm-hmm. So what are some of like the new trends you're seeing, like whether it be colors or like design elements, like what do you think is going to be hot, like coming up, like in the next year or two? Yeah. So more warm tones, like I was saying, like more browns, taupes, uh, neutrals, you know, again, bringing that whole like uh, outside in, you're going to see a lot of more natural textures, mm-hmm. like, like uh, rattan and like castles and things like that. Just like those little minor decorative elements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say a lot of like things that look handcrafted stuff that's not totally perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I think we're already at that trend. That's where we're going to go for a while, honestly. So what, before we go, what is next for you and your career and where you want to go? Um, so what does your future look like? Cause I'm sure it's very bright and designed perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say just like everything that I have picked up from landing and like the opportunity that I have with, with landing with like all, manufacturing everything from like our mattresses to our sofas yeah. to our dishware to our cookware I mean everything that goes into our home we actually manufacture ourselves um taking that to the next level you know like not maybe not putting it into just our homes but letting our members purchase it themselves or That's being in like a retailer mm-hmm. or something like that you know um I definitely envy a lot of the designers that are able to get into the mass like retail market there's a few mm-hmm. that are like in Target and things like that of course, I'm, I think bigger, I would rather go uh, international with a company mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, so I can really hit the masses. But um, giving like the gift of, of like the design aspect to 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 everybody, you know, and, 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 and really curating like the best products and not necessarily saying like, oh, you have to stay within a landing home to get this great experience, but we can bring the landing experience into your current home that you have right now. Mm. very amazing things on the horizon for you okay <laughs> big things and roxy what are you gonna do with your space are you are you <sighs> gosh are you, you judging up your home i need a i need a judge i need a really good you need a botox home makeover <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i need you to give me all the fillers in the all world. the fillers all the botox all the laser <laughs> treatments for your home yes i need it all i need it all so maybe maybe I'm going to hit you up, girl, Miss Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a home right now. Um, so <laughs> after staying well, here, we have a saying at the landing. Yeah, over here. Um, we're going to yeah. go back to L.A. soon and see you, Roxy. Yes, yes. It'll be good times again. And then we'll be on the road. We're going to be in an RV. Are you going to come visit me? <gasps> oh, do I have my own room and bathroom? On that RV? You have your own (laughs) bed and you can poop in front of me. (laughs) As long as we're cool with that. (laughs) You know what? Um, You'll be the first person. I'll have seen you um, poop before my husband. So that's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. He doesn't like to share such details. No, but. we don't share. And you know what's so interesting about that? And this is an interesting way to also end the podcast <laughs> is that um, I went to the bathroom this morning um, and both my children were sitting on my lap. So that <laughs> never happens when he's in there. Um, everything is locked and bolted three doors over. So you can't even get into the first door that gets into the second that gets into the third. But all bo both children were on my lap. So. Oh, that just sounds just about right. Hashtag just mom life. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on that non-design note, um, Kaylee, can you let us know where everyone can find you, um, your website, and just how they can get in touch? Mm. Yeah. So I would say, like, for one, just to check out the Hello Landing website, Hello Landing. Uh, dot com. Uh, I actually have a personal Instagram. I don't really post any like design items on there, but it's K M F O Y Y Y. And then I do have a small website, KayleeFoy.com. Amazing. Nice. And guys, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. And um, also let us know what you want to see next because we've had yeah. a bit of health, we've had a bit of interior design, we're going to have some money talk coming up Roxy yes I'm, I'm very excited, excited. I need and to we'll have a few finances yes get the finances <laughs> we've got a, a few amazing celebrities also coming on the show so mm -hmm. I'm excited I'm excited too but yeah you guys need to stay in touch with us and let us know what you want topics yeah. people guests and I'm glad you didn't pass out because of all the blood that was yeah, taken thank you. Thank you. I was very worried about it. I kept like looking down at my arm. I'm like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> Have you passed out before? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've had to be like, I had to, every time they do it, they lay me out on the exam. Oh. Lay down. <laughs> and they tell me time and time again that they have two-year-olds that they do this to that are better than I am. Yeah, no, you you were you were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like, bad. Like, it actually, I was actually really happy that I saw that because it made me realize that you have a, it's always good to see a little weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming um, out of my skin. Yeah. I and I show you my weakness <laughs> all the time. Um, so I'm really glad that I've seen yours. So now, now I don't feel as uh, intimidated, Roxy. <laughs> you have blackmail material now. You have blackmail I do. Material. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. Um, you can find us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And a Women on Top podcast on Facebook and Women on Top, our group on Clubhouse. Yiki wow wow. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> and I am Tamin Sursock. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, women on, on Top. top.